And let's start our conversation about the recent strike yeah. of the drones in uh, the targets. Uh, actually, there were more uh, two locations, one in Moscow and one in Crimea. Mm -hmm. What's very significant about it? And 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 for us here, uh, we don't usually get involved in, you know, yes, I did read up on the nature of the drone, the type of, that's yeah. to me is irrelevant. Yeah. You know, why is that? It's because... You have to understand the always the implications of an action like this on the global stage. Right. That's why I never focus too much on. Yes, it will be nice to know to for everybody to know. Okay, what type of drones and all that. Yeah. But to me, I look at it like uh, this one has much more geopolitical implications than just focusing on the nature Absolutely. of the drone and all that. So, and uh, what makes it, in my opinion, as geopolitical analyst, what makes it a very complicated issue now. Because you're going to ask the question, mm -hmm. does Ukraine have that kind of capabilities, first of all, to conduct an right. op like that? That's one. Second, if not, who's behind it? That's a great question. Yeah. And the third question, what is the objective? Yeah. Because apparently, which we all know by now, you guys, it's not a surprise or a secret mm -hmm. to you that Ukraine cannot make decisions. Ukraine is being told what to do and not to do. As a matter of fact, oh, which uh, it was, it was an uh, info that I got in Washington that was swept under the rug quickly mm -hmm. because uh, if only if you know how it, it works for our government, and this is the reason why we're going to be doing the course on the government. Absolutely, you'll talk about this later on. But the decision uh, uh, always made at night. Yep. One recent decision was just made on Saturday evening. Mm -hmm. Who's going to pay attention to the news? On exactly. So, on Saturday evening. Yeah. You're absolutely right. The timing of important stuff is always during yeah. the holiday while something else is going on or in the evening. Exactly. So to tie this one back to this uh, Ukraine thing, it was that the U.S. did tell Ukraine, do not target inside Russia. But no media took that up. Yeah. No coverage was made. And that's where I, I say, you know, you're going to ask the questions, the three yeah. questions. So who who directed yeah. the op to begin with? Now, there is the much bigger question that loom large. Now, by targeting civilians, those are yeah. civilian targets, not yeah. a military targets. There's a you need to know the distinctions when it comes down to the rule of engagements. Right. It's very, very, very important. So, and this is an interesting thing because when I looked at the 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 way that the Moscow Times was mm. relaying this information, mm -hmm. what they said is that they had downed the drones targeting Moscow and Crimea um in and that's what happened, right? So yeah. they they were either shot down or they were suppressed by electronic warfare, which, Some of them did. you know. Another word for that, right. just for average people to know the basic language, is they've been jammed. Yes. How do you jam it? It's through signals. Right. You know, we used to have them in the military. We could jam uh, uh, the communications for the enemy. Yeah. And, and, and you jam it. So... It just sounds cooler to uh, say yeah. electronic, electronic warfare. warfare. It's basically <laughs> jam the drone yeah, right. and it's yeah. smashed into an office complex. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear the differences in the narrative from what happened, right? Yeah. So the Moscow Times is saying 
we downed this and this is why, you know, this, we yeah. were the winners. We are the ones who made this happen. Yeah. But is that true? Well, actually there is a problem with that. That is a problem for Russia that if a mm -hmm. drone that violated the airspace to begin with, that's a big concern. Right. And right. knowing how the Russian radar systems work, how did something like this was able to slip through? That's but again, a great question. That, yeah, those are for the technical aspects, which mm -hmm. we are not going to be focusing on. We could talk about it, except we will need yeah. about two or three hours to cover right. that. And we're not going to do that. But rather, just to present the big picture. And the big yeah. picture, again, in addition to the question I asked, is now, are we entering a different phase of the conflict? That's the biggest so. question. And if you want, I can show you guys a video of, this video was circulating around yeah. the internet, um, a video of the the uh, drone attack itself yeah. or the crash itself. Um, I think it's worth, I think it's worth taking a look at. Um, but I think really you're right that the big question is, what are the bigger implications of this? Because what happened afterwards is now we're starting to get talks of nuclear war. Now we're getting starting to get talks of here. Let me show this before we dive into yeah. this, because I think yeah, let's do that. I think it's worth, um, you know, I think it's worth checking out uh, at it. All right. Let's take a look. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's uh, well, it will be scary to civilians. Of and course. See that. As a matter of fact, the uh, the foreign ministry of Russia did issue a statement mm -hmm. that they compare this to 9/11, which was like, Ooh, oh no, 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 no. As a matter of no. fact, the Kremlin, <laughs> the Kremlin yeah. came later recently. I, yeah. On my way here, I just confirmed yeah. that one. The Kremlin came forward and said, no. The foreign ministry was wrong in its statement. I'm, I'm so very glad. Yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, glad. I'm glad. Nine eleven is another conversation all together. So, Completely. so the, the the question becomes now that the targeted civilian location, mm -hmm. how this is now is gonna change the course. Well, right. Again, as an analyst, I am thinking this now will put a decisive decision for Russia. Yeah, it's now or never. What do I mean by that? It's now or never to end yeah. this once for all. Well, so give me your opinion on this because this is this. I agree with you. And the escalations that we're hearing now yeah. come out of Sergey Lavrov. Uh, and then there was um, there's something that came out of uh, Dmitry Medvedev's. Um, yeah. He has a Medvedev. Medvedev. Oh Medvedev. my gosh. Yeah. Um, he has a. a Oh my gosh! What is it? Account? Because because he's the head of the national security for for Russia, right? So, so he has said, uh, "Imagine if the offensive, which is backed by NATO, was a success, and they tore off part of our land, and we would be forced to use a nuclear weapon, according to the rules of a decree from the president of Russia." It's because in Russian doctrine, mm -hmm. any time the territory of the Russian Federation comes under threat. Mm -hmm they automatically will use nuclear weapon. Yep. To them, that's how they put it. For us, 
we put the first strike. Yeah. Remember there, uh, it's it's known. I wrote about it in uh, in my book, uh, known in Russia as A two A A two A D A two A D Alpha two Alpha Delta. That's how it's known in the Russian doctrine, which yeah. basically in a simple language, guys, just not to confuse you with this terminology, it just basically it is a decreed mm -hmm. in the Russians doctrine military one that is if the russian federation as a state is threatened like yeah. what just happened yeah, yeah. they reserve the right to deploy nuclear weapons against the target where that drone came from right so. and so now we're seeing that i mean that and that's what you're talking about yeah. about the larger implication is you know that that is the problem the problem isn't necessarily this drone strike because it didn't. No. I think there was only one injury. I mean, it didn't yeah. really. It didn't really hit anybody. The problem is that it escalated because now it's on Russian soil. Soil, yeah, is the significance of it. Like right. I always say, in international relations, context matters. Yeah, the fact that it's been reported in Western media that Moscow has been attacked. Right. Yeah, it was a drone. It didn't cause much. Yeah, it was right. it was uh, it was uh, physical damage to the building and all that. All that won't matter. What it matters is that headlines that states Moscow is under attack. Whatever. Right. So so and this is where where Russia is gonna now retaliate forcefully. So here's the thing: if yep. they don't, right, that opens the gate for more. Yep. And that leads me to my first question. Who was behind this? Yep. Because Ukraine can do this on its own. Ukraine doesn't have the capabilities. As a matter of fact, uh, I became aware of uh, a recent contract, mm -hmm. believe it or not, for the Ukrainian Defense Ministry uh, that they signed the contract with none other than Turkey. Big, 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 problem. big, big, big problem. problem. Yeah. Turkey, in my opinion, is playing both sides. Yeah, that reminds me of India. Yeah, you know, no offense to India, whatever, but yeah. Uh, yeah. because I'll say the same about Turkey. Turkey is playing both sides. Mm -hmm. Turkey, it's almost you feel like one of those opportunists. Yeah, politically speaking. Yeah. So it becomes the question: You want to build a good relation? You as Turkey want to build a good relations with Russia? Yeah. And and behind the scenes, you're going and sending. Because one of those, uh, there is a name for, uh, I got the name for the type of drones mm -hmm. that's, uh, by the way, the drone is called uh, the uh, Ukraine's beaver. <laughs> that's weird name. So <laughs> um, that's how. Uh, uh, very so, imposing, very imposing name, yeah. the beaver. So there's the, uh, the idea of Turkey now entering into these dimensions of, uh, uh, and I have it right here. Mm -hmm. Let me let me share it with you guys or read it to you guys so you'll you know. It says the Ukraine, and I quote here. So the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense revealed today, mm -hmm. as I was walking here, the signing of an agreement with the Turkish company Baykar Makina. Yeah, that's the company Baykar Makina. That's the one that specialized in uh, specializing drone technologies to establish a center in Ukraine mm -hmm. for repair and maintenance operations. As a matter of fact, Russia confirmed this. Yeah. Russian President Putin confirmed this, that this uh, the plant they are building yeah. will be completed by 2025. 
So this is what's problematic. As a matter of fact, I'm going to share with you guys the image because you need to see. Picture one. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, it is coming. All right. Here's the picture of it. Picture one. Right there. Oh. Yeah. This is the, uh, that's representative of Turkey and the ones mm -hmm. from, uh, from uh, uh, Ukraine. So, so that is what's now a problematic. So, and that becomes the question of, uh, and now we should be fair also. Yeah. Russia also acquired drones from Iran. Right, so right, right, right. Call spade a spade. Yeah. So you can just see, it's almost I'm reminded historically of the Iran-Iraq war. Yeah. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because we were supplying to both sides. Yeah. Well, so. and, you know, I think it's interesting because the, that is something that is actually a regular occurrence where, yeah. you know, we, we have one hand on it, obvious conflict of interest in, in yeah. a lot of circumstances. I think there's a movie called, uh, what is it? Lord of war where oh, basically, yeah. you know, this has been going on forever where it's like one, basically one country, one dealer is supplying arms to both, both sides, sides. Right. Yeah. So this is just a little bit more out in the open, I think than most countries do it, but this isn't a new phenomenon. Phenomena, this isn't yeah. a new thing. You know, there was a lot of backlash when, you know, BlackRock, for example, BlackRock got the they got the the contracts to rebuild Ukraine when mm. they have massive shares in, you know, the the people that are, are the companies that are arming Ukraine. Yeah. So it's been very interesting to watch, you know, as we as as these things sort of come to light more that we have countries, we have places that are arming both sides. Both side, yeah. And so then you have to ask the question, what is the war really about? What is the conflict really about? Why has there been this escalation? Because we, yeah. we saw the bridge. So there was the bridge escalation that happened, what, a week ago, a week and a half Probably, ago? Yeah. That's and now, which which was civilian. I mean, it, it the bridge is strategically militarily important, but it was a civilian, civilian use yeah. bridge. And now we have this circumstance where, you know, regardless of whether it was shot down or it was in, that was where it was supposed to be going what ended up being hit was a was a civilian, civilian area, area. Yeah. and so what is the point because even the white house has come out and basically said that ukraine's counteroffensive is not working is not working yeah. and so what would be the point if ukraine's counteroffensive is not working and even the us government said it's not really working what is the point of having this attack because this wasn't a giant attack. It wasn't something huge and crazy. Yeah. This was a couple of drones basically starting to, to try to start a fire. Well, that would be like a bait for the Russians. So I'm sure they would be, Putin would be smart enough to know how far to go because if Russia deploys the nukes right. on Ukraine, uh, it's a problematic. Well, it's so very problematic. Absolutely. And I think that that's true. And I wonder if it's if it's a testing of how far Putin will go. Because when you look at things like that, these things, like you always say, they don't not, happen no, no, in no, a no. vacuum. I go back in your statement. Okay. Not how far Putin will go. How far NATO can push. Yes, I that's agree. Two different I agree. Things. Yes. I agree. Because the push where it's coming from, mm -hmm. it's not 
yes, the react, you know, which one you're going to evaluate first, right? The action or the reaction. Absolutely. And I I think they're interested in the reaction. Yeah. Well, yeah, to the degree, but also to see how far, which reaction, how far they can push it. And this is why it will be problematic if, uh, if uh, Russia will deploy the, the tactical nukes, I don't see them doing that. What I do see going is that the the next operation Russia is going to conduct, mm-hmm. it will be very poignant, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, so, that's interesting. That's the way I see it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I can see how forceful it's going to be. That will be like, this is our almost like our final message. Yeah. Here it is. Well, I so, want. So I love the way I see it. Okay, I'm interested in this because to me, this is this. It's chess moves, right? That's All correct. of conflict is chess moves, mm-hmm. and and you know we look at it as the narrative. Well, I mean, not us, but overall people look at it as the narrative of like, oh, you know, we're winning or they're losing or whatever. But it's not that simple. Yeah. It's chess moves, and mostly they're moves happening behind the scenes that we don't know anything about. And so to me, every single time something like this happens, yeah. it's another move. It's another move. It's another move. And what is the intention behind the move? Well, one of the things is it's, of course, to prolong the conflict. That's one. That That's, that's a given. Yeah. But also you have to take that within the context of other events taking place on the global stage. Yeah. You take, for example... The current recent Russia Africa summit that took yes. place in St. Petersburg. Yes, 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 yep. You take also this within the context of the recent initiative by Saudi Arabia to break a deal between Russia and Ukraine. Yep. All of a sudden, we in the West are saying, Oh, it's good that Saudi Arabia. How come we didn't say that when China initiated it? Right. I don't see the Saudis uh, going into that because, first of all, Russia doesn't even know about this. Yeah, uh, Saudis wants to do that for relevancy, to stay mm-hmm. relevant. Uh, it's because Saudis are going a different direction altogether. But we promised them to sign a security pact with them mm-hmm. only if they agree to normalize relations with Israel. I don't see that happening. You got a hardliners in Saudis. I wrote yeah. a book on Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I worked there, so I'm a very, very familiar with the Saudi thinking, politically speaking. Uh, uh, the, the hardliners, religiously speaking, uh, the monarchy, mm-hmm. just FYI, guys, the monarchy in Saudi Arabia had a, has a deal with the religious est- establishment. Yeah, They won't cross them and this normalization of relations between Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. and Israel is red line. Yeah. Because you will have a hardliners <laughs> and the yeah. monarchy cannot afford that. Yeah. This is nothing new, by the way. This deal between the, the uh, religious establishments and the monarchy was established back in the early 30s. Jeez. No, that's how far back. So yes. we're looking at a hundred years more. Oh less. yeah, it's a little been, bit less. It's been but, established yeah. that way. I detailed yeah. all this in my uh, my Saudi book, and uh, uh, that was the reason why the monarchy survived mm-hmm. all these years. That's very interesting. Yeah, a lot that's of a lot of people in the West have no idea about because a so. lot of monarchies have not survived. Yeah, or have transformed into something else. But exactly. you're absolutely right. Now there is another another very uh, security concern mm-hmm. uh, from this potential deal between uh, hypothetically Saudis and the US regarding the security protection yeah. is that we will provide them the Iron Dome. Yes. Well, Iron Dome 
Iran is not going to be happy about that. Mm -hmm. Well, Saudis just got a deal with Iran. So I don't see them though. So this whole initiative of breaking a, a sort of a negotiating deal between Russia and yeah. Ukraine, it, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. Now, before I forget, mm -hmm. it could only work in one condition, in one condition and one condition only. And I could be wrong. Okay. But this is my own analysis. Yeah. Is that it was the U.S. initiated through the Saudis oh. because we wanted an end to it. Oh, that's so interesting. That's the way I see it. Okay, that's very interesting. And that's because to me, it doesn't necessarily make sense that the Saudis basically all said, sudden, right, all, all of a sudden, sudden, that doesn't yeah. make sense to me. So we won't lose face. Right. Let the Saudis, right. they are allies, push them for. We hitting two stones with one bird. Yeah. We amending relations with the Saudis. Yeah. But we also trying to find the a way out of this conflict. Yeah, that's so that's interesting. The because I think the reality is that yeah. the narrative has absolutely fallen apart. Oh, yeah, yeah The yeah. narrative is It won't hold. It, it just did, and it didn't. It won't hold. And I wonder if, you know, because we did Afghanistan for so long, yeah. and, and Iraq also, I mean, it was <laughs> so long. Because we did it for so long, I wonder yeah. if basically uh, they thought that people were going to stay blind yeah. to what was happening with yeah. the Ukraine-Russia conflict for yeah. 20 years. Yeah. You know what? I'm laughing. Right? You know why I'm laughing? Why? <laughs> I'm laughing because we just had a meeting with the, the group in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. After 20 years. I know. We don't use the term I here, know. right? We can't. We can't. YouTube yeah, by the way, we got like, yeah. like censored on that. Yeah. We just had a meeting with them. Yeah. In, in, in Doha. <laughs> I oh, mean, God. almost 20 years know, there 20 and we years, just yeah. had a meeting with them. Yeah. And it tells you nothing changed. Right. So this is why I'm laughing not out of, you know, being no, funny. Out of it's laughing out of, you know, I was there and I saw yeah. how pathetic yeah. for us to be engaged in, an, uh, in a conflict that there is no way we can win that. Right. No other power won it. That's why they called Afghanistan a graveyard of the empire right. for a reason. Right. Historically speaking, right. the Brits couldn't do it. The Ottomans couldn't do it. Right. The Soviet Union couldn't do it. What made us think that we could do that? Well, here's the thing. I think they didn't think that they could do it. Yeah. I think really the people who wanted it wanted it to keep going. Keep going. For sure. And that's interestingly enough, when we when the Ukraine and, and Russia conflict started, yeah. it was, you know, Ukraine is gonna win. Well, oh, yeah, right. Here's the deal. We we don't have it in the plans for it to win. Yeah. Right. The plans are to keep it going to 2025, 2026. Yeah. That's not winning. That's and true. what is the benefit to winning and what would winning even actually look like? Yeah. So the narrative absolutely you're you're right. I mean, the narrative just absolutely fell apart in that conflict. And so I do think that that would be very interesting. Yeah, I think that if is that the, were the yeah, case. That is the reason. That's that's me putting my geopolitical yeah. analyst yeah. hat on. I can just see it. Well, interestingly enough, China also tried to broker this deal. We didn't want it because we didn't right. want it to come from non-U.S. ally, right? Either in the Western world or even in the Middle East. Yeah. Well, who was in the Middle East? You know, you got two countries: yeah. Saudi Arabia and Jordan. Well, Jordan's Egypt not gonna. So. Jordan got their own issues, whatever. So but it becomes who, the question: Who else just got really close to the Saudis? Egypt, China. Oh, I mean, uh, 
Uh, I'm sorry, say it again. So what I'm thinking is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But since China couldn't do it, China's also started to get really close to the Saudis. Yeah, but China has its own reasons for that. It's energy. Right, right. Uh, Both with Saudi Arabia and Iran. Yeah. But the aim is not just at that. The aim is the BRI. Yes, absolutely. So So the BRI is a big deal. Because a lot of voices now have been expressed as to adding both Saudi Arabia and Iran to the BRICS. Yeah. Get rid of India and put those two. Very interesting. Very interesting. And and economically, that would be a very interesting change. Because India is a very large market, but they are not known for exports. Yeah, India will be useless for, it is useless for BRICS. I'll say it straightforward. But China has also an aim with Saudis being there. Yeah. Because which currency we use for oil transactions? Dollar, right? Which one will they be using? Is that what you're asking? Well, they will be using the BRICS currency. Right, right. And who's backed by which currency? The yuan. Yeah. So, and Saudis have gold. Yep. Iran has gold. China has gold. Russia has gold Russia has gold. You can just see. So, and this is why, just to go back to our topic before we jump on the next one, is the idea of, all these dynamics, they are intertwined. Yeah. And I be, because the meeting that took place in St. Petersburg between Russia and Africa, Africa. was very significant. Yeah. I looked at the map. I wish I could have pulled up. Uh, only three countries didn't attend. Mm-hmm. How many countries are in Africa? You uh, got about 54. Yeah. Only three. Yeah. Well, and Russia, speaks, Russia, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, it speaks volume yeah. right there. Yeah. So because... Russia sees the new geopolitical landscape. Right. 